0: You are listening to The Limitless Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Heron. What if you had no limitations keeping you from your dream life? In 2016, I had a major tug on my heart to write a book about my story. And in the process, I learned that I had been operating with a very faulty belief system for the majority of my life. I've had a huge transformation since then. And my life's passion and mission is to teach you how to live a limitless life. Join me on this journey. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Limitless Podcast. This is Deanna Heron, your host. And as always, I am super excited to be with you on this Tuesday. Today We are still in our women warrior series, and I have a special guest with me that has a very special warrior moment. And I can't wait for you to meet her and just hear a little bit about her story. But first and foremost, I want to remind you that my goal and mission is always to help you find your truth because a woman who stands in her truth becomes limitless in her impact. So I'm so grateful that you are on this podcast for several reasons. But number one, it means that you want to find your truth, the truth of who you are, the truth of who you are created to be so that you can spread that and help change lives in the world. And I know you're a leader. I know you're an impactor. And I'm super excited to be on this journey with you. So welcome, welcome. So today, my guest is a dear friend of mine, Linda Loveless. And we share an amazing business together. And I'm so grateful for the business that we share because Linda, without this business, I absolutely probably never would have been in contact with you. And you are such a beauty inside and out. And I'm so honored that you said yes to being on this podcast. And I can't wait for everyone to really hear your story. So I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself with everyone.
1: Well, thank you so much, Deanna. It's such an honor to be here and to be asked to be a part of this. Um, gosh, my journey um, began actually. Uh, I come from a family of seven children. I'm second to the oldest of seven, and um, my my dad was a pastor for forty six years. And um, he taught us a lot through personal growth and development. He actually introduced me to Dale Carnegie, to Napoleon Hill. You know, he would listen to all those things back then. And um, anytime we would say something negative, he would say, cancel, cancel. (laughs) So that that was ingrained in me in a very early um, time in my life. My mom was a beauty consultant and um, she allowed me to play in her makeup. She taught me about, um, you know, taking care of my skin. I had terrible acne when I was younger and thank goodness I listened to her because she just reinforced cleanse, tone, moisturize morning and night. And thank goodness (laughs) I listened um, and, she really taught me um for example to me what an entrepreneur looks like and so that was kind of the beginning of my journey and the other the other piece is the um coming from a pastor's ho- um home raising seven children my dad played in a lot of other things trying to bring in additional income And So network marketing was introduced to me at a very young age, and I wanted nothing to do with it when I was younger because it just had a a bad taste in my mouth. But because of that, because of the personal development and growth that he was going through, he taught us kids so much through that. Um, But unfortunately, none of those worked for him Um, in his lifetime. He passed away. A day before my birthday in 2004. And what I, that event um, that affected me was kind of an inflection moment in my life of um, what am I, I, I just watched the revolving door of people coming through because of the impact that he made in their lives. And I realized, oh my goodness, what am I doing that is creating a life into eternity. And it created urgency in me. And um, so it caused me to step back into my life, um, you know, a little bit stronger after after he passed away. But even before that point, um, as I was younger, we didn't have much, we had a, a lot of love in the household, we didn't have a lot of material things, we got our food from the missions, Um, Our clothes were actually hand-me-downs from our church, and I remember coming home one day because kids would make fun of me with the clothes that I was wearing, and I asked my mom to show me how to sew. It was in third grade, and I said, would you sit down with me and show me how to just sew um, some shorts, some shorts with an elastic waistband is all I wanted to, to learn, and so she did. She showed me how to do that, and I just took off from there. I took, you know, home economics in school. I learned how to sew, um, as, you know, just just absorbed it to the point where I was actually teaching the class. The um, home economics teachers would ask me to teach the students because a lot of students struggled. But I, I thought everybody knew how to sew because it became it was very easy for me. And so, to make a long story short, I started you know I just wanted something new for myself, and so I made all of my clothes and then eventually, I ended up opening my own business called Image by Design, um, where I was sewing for other people and became a designer and dressmaker and when we we moved from California, my husband and I, we have three beautiful adult children today, and we moved from California to Kansas in order to, really for the schools, we knew the schools were were so much better out here. And making that move, it wasn't easy in the first, um, oh, about first 18 months of, of our life. And I remember um, getting, well, I got a job right away in a department store in the alteration department. And I was called into one of the, the dressing rooms one day and um, saw this beautiful woman wearing this beautiful gown. And I, you know, introduced myself as the alteration lady and I sat down on the floor and I started pinning her gown and I asked her, where are you wearing this beautiful gown? Was, you know, so beautiful. And she said, well, I'm actually being recognized on stage, you know, for an achievement that she earned with, with the, the company and the business that she was with. And she was going to convention and she was going to wear this beautiful gown. And then she looks down at me and she says, honey, what are you doing down there on that floor? And I remember looking up at her with tears streaming down my face and saying, I don't know. I'm just saying to myself, I don't know what I'm doing down here on this floor. and. She asked me if I would be um, available to come and be her model that night at her studio because she was demonstrating makeup in front of, you know, several of her her team. And I said, yes. (laughs) So I went. And that was really a turning point in my life of feeling loved and valued by someone. Because I felt invisible for so long. I, I think, you know, being in front of or being raised with seven kids, you know, and um, that was just, you know, we we just showed up and we did what we did. So we weren't always, you know, seen and heard. And I felt seen that that night. And that was the beginning of so much more to come that I just wasn't didn't believe that was possible for myself.
0: I love this story so much, Linda. That's such a beautiful beautiful story. And what I love about it so much is that, you know, the the arena moments that we have been talking about so far in this podcast with the warrior women, it's really where, you know, you're you're in the arena and you get knocked down with certain things and you get back up, you get knocked down, you get back up and you come out of that a newer a newer person. Your infliction point is actually so beautiful because it was actually somebody else calling you up. And I can't imagine the impact that that has made in your life since that time. I mean, it gives me full body chills to even imagine you looking up at her, her looking down at you and saying, get up, get up, rise. She was basically telling you to rise into your greatness. And she was a beautiful angel placed in your life to get you to see, babe. You you deserve to be, to be up amongst everyone else and, and even higher. So beautiful. So what happened at that point? What what changed for you? And how did that? You called it a Cinderella moment when we talked about this, and it is such a beautiful beautiful moment. How has that impacted you since then?
1: Yeah, it certainly was a Cinderella moment. I. It has impacted me in multiple ways. I actually um, decided to join her business, and I was with her for five years. And as a result of that, was given cassette tapes to listen to. um, and And in listening to those cassette tapes, my university on wheels while I was driving in my car kept putting more into me of... Of what's possible and what um, believing in myself and so one of the other things that I decided to do I mean many years after that um, opening my own business once my husband was employed I opened my own business at home so I could stay home and raise my three children and not have someone else raise them and I was burning the midnight oil night after night after night. I was a designer, dressmaker, image consultant, um, doing what I love to do, but I I got to make a, well, I submitted a prototype for a an event here in Kansas City that that goes on every year called the American Royal Botar. And it's it's a huge event here. And they choose very um, high society young girls to go to this ball. And they choose a gown for that, that ball every year. And so I submitted a gown just for the heck of it, ended up beating out Christian Dior and Priscilla of Boston. And so I got to make 18 of these gowns in less than... Two months with seven thousand hand sewn beads and sequins on each gown. I'm a sole proprietor, but you do whatever you have to do. I'm not making much money off of this at all, but I just remember burning the midnight oil night after night, getting the the job done, realizing what i what I could possibly do, what I made of. But I remember bawling behind the sewing machine after that and saying, God, there must be more to life than this because this isn't fun anymore. This isn't working. And soon after that, a woman came into my life that lost a significant amount of weight to do a beauty pageant of all things in her 50s. And she inspired me at age 40 to do a beauty pageant. So I decided that I would um, do this pageant. And so that was kind of my debut out of the basement, so to speak. I went to the local modeling agency so I wouldn't look silly on stage wearing a swimsuit after having three children. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, but interestingly enough, when I was on that stage, I remembered sitting in sitting on the floor, cutting out a pattern 20 years earlier, watching the first annual Mrs. America pageant on TV and i said to myself i'm going to do that someday and 20 years later i'm on stage doing it so talk about declaration talk about manifesting what we what we think about we bring about i completely forgot about that but then found myself up on stage 20 years later you know <laughs> doing this beauty pageant and it you know, it got me closer to who I wanted to be, as far as goals and you know dreams. I did win the pageant in 1999 at age 45 <laughs> against 23-year-olds that were could be you know my daughter's age. <laughs> um, but and and one of the things that I realized doing that pageant is how I, how dare I let a judge tell me whether I'm good enough, and. You know, I think so many of us do that is we, we, we're looking for the external, you know, um, direction or, you know, and it's all inside here. And we know that we know, but we're not trusting that we know. And so I took myself out for about three days after that beating myself up because what I felt that I took away from my family, the time, the energy, the money, you know, that it took to invest in myself to do that, rather than looking at what I gained from it all. Because the first year I did it, I was first runner up. That was awesome, not knowing what I did. Second year, I was, you know, first runner up, knowing what I was doing. And that didn't feel so good, you know, because you just want to go up from there decided never to do it again and that's when I was beating myself up until I ran into one of the the judges that said Linda you really need to represent you know th- the state of, of Kansas and so I decided to do it one more time and that was the year that that I won and that's when I I realized you know there's so much more that it's really awesome to, to hit the destination but it's really about the journey to that destination that is the biggest reward. And so I call it my journey to the crown. And it's the, in the journey to that crown was the most rewarding, um, you know, and, and still is today because when I got there, you know, and I've done this several times when I got there, the accomplishment that I accomplished, there was another there to get to and if we're not preparing ourselves for the next there we can become disappointed and take ourselves out of the game and start beating ourselves up internally which is not a healthy place to be and if we do that too long it can be pretty devastating and we you know affecting we're affecting so many people that we don't even realize around us that are that are watching there are more people watching than we realize and so that was a, a huge lesson for me. And then I started building my, once I accomplished that, I jumped into my social marketing um, business that really started to explode at that point because it, I, it, I'd start, I was developing the belief in myself because, you know, I was going into my inner knowing and started believing in me instead of, trying to get all the answers
0: outside. Yes, I think that's that's a, a journey that most of us go on. I mean in, in my book, that's actually what I talk about is the achievement trap for me was trying to prove my worth because I I felt so unworthy. And most women, if they really take a deep look on the inside, we feel unworthy for some reason. And for me it was it was seeking that worth through through my achievements which helped me achieve a lot of things but when you get to that next thing and you realize well this isn't it either so what's next and it really isn't until we realize this journey on life is not about becoming something it's about unbecoming those stories that we've told ourselves that we feel like we are unworthy and standing in our truth so that's such a beautiful, beautiful story of your journey of, okay, so now what's next, what's next, what's next, and just realizing that the truth is who you are on the inside. I would love to just play out a little bit on your Cinderella story and really what what did that teach you at that moment? Because it's so powerful because I see this is something that I really want in in our world, in, in the world of women is for us to rise up other women lift them up empower other women and we are in that business right but really lifting people up and helping them women in particular helping them see their greatness and that's what this woman did for you and then there's the other woman who is constantly looking at what's wrong with people and, and you know putting people down and so forth you had This amazing woman who absolutely changed the trajectory of your life because she saw something beautiful and great in you. And what an amazing moment. What what can you see how that played out in in your life in so many different ways? Absolutely. I mean, I am the person
1: I am today because of her example of doing that for me and, and knowing that I wanted to do that for someone else. But it was, again, it's about the journey and sh- and she actually provided the journey for me. She gave me the tools to show up. I mean, immediately when she lifted me up off that floor, she invited me to the next thing, which was, you know, making me feel loved and valued and, and contributing, you know, it was a win-win for both of us. And so she gave me that platform to start that personal growth, you know, through the cassette tapes. I mean, it was like one thing after another. So she truly was an angel. And I truly believe I was asking for more in my life during that time. And she showed up at the perfect time. We don't always recognize the angels, <laughs> you know, or the miracles that are happening along the journey. but. um Yeah, that I call it my Cinderella story because, you know, literally lifting me up off the floor and, and giving me something that I could work on in myself. When she wasn't doing it all for me, but she was giving me the tools that I needed in order to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But I showed up. I showed up, I kept showing up. I said, yes. And so that first, yes, I will be your model was the, the, the open door, you know, walking through the door for the next thing. Yes. And so many times we, yes. we don't walk through the door. So I, I knew. Yes. That's such a great point. I knew that I was deserving enough to walk through the door so many women don't feel deserving enough to even do that so that was that was a huge I mean I'm just kind of realizing that at that right this moment
0: Yeah it's the showing up piece continuing to show up for whatever there is for you But you you have to show up at that moment. You know, I think about this woman. She probably has no idea the level of impact she has made through one person. And this truly is such an amazing example of the legacy that we can leave by just the power of one, the power of influencing and making a difference in one person's life that this woman did. Because Linda, I know that you have impacted Thousands upon thousands of women who then they impact thousands upon thousands of women and by this one person's kind act of seeing someone's greatness. And I think that's such a for the audience that's listening, this is something that we can all take away from this story is the power of the impact that we have by just making a difference in one person's life. This is so beautiful.
1: Yeah. And it's so rewarding to be able to do that for someone else. I mean, once you have a you know, gotten to a place where you feel like you can do that for someone else, there's nothing like it.
0: It's priceless. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So many great, great tips. Um, I loved how you made the comment about getting there. You know, once you get there, and, you know, what's next. So that's always the journey of, of our personal growth. I love how you shared, um, you know, I'm that you manifested, you truly were looking for something, you know, when, when you're doing your dresses and sewing and all that, and you manifested some of these amazing things into your life which is so true, whether you guys believe in manifesting or not, those of you who are are listening, but your subconscious mind is super powerful. So we have to be super careful on what we're putting in it. And you believe that there was something else out there for you.
1: Absolutely. And I still believe that even though I've arrived and I just shared this with someone just recently is, you know, we, we all see the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and we're all trying to get to the pot of gold but it's in the rainbow. It's in that space that we, that is the biggest reward. And so, but we're trying to get to the destination so quickly that we don't enjoy the beauty of that rainbow getting there. And that's what I, you know, I realized in, again, inflection moments, so many times when I've arrived, you know, worked so hard to get there, then there's always there's always a, a time of, you know, a, a reflection, but a lot of times the reflection can go backwards if we're not careful and just understand doing it enough to understand that. I mean, I have another um, arena story that was so powerful for me when I was I, – I, I'm in my sexy 60s. And when I was turning 60, it was six months before that, that I made the decision that I, who I wanted to be my identity in my 60s. So I wanted to claim, um, or embrace those, se- those sexy 60s. So six months before I made the decision to write on my mirror, um, Se- sexy 60s in six months. And I would see that I wrote it on my mirror and lipstick because I wanted to see it every morning when I was getting ready. And I asked myself every time I saw that, is what I'm choosing to do moving me closer to that or further away? And so it was a conscious decision every single day. And on my 40th birth or my 60th birthday, six months later, 40 pounds were released. And I felt fabulous and I decided to run a half marathon. I never ran in my life and i decided to write it. I started running while I was doing this in the, in those six months and decided to do a half marathon with a bunch of our business partners in Maui in my, in my sixties and I completed the race and it, you know, I was so proud of myself for doing that. I mean, that took me completely out of my comfort zone. But the power of one decision and then choosing every day to build on that decision got me to that. And I still am do, doing those daily rituals because of the habits that I have built over that time. And so it it, it is, is who we get to reinvent ourselves in different seasons of our lives. and. So, what does that look like? You know, I mean, we don't have to be what society tells us, especially at the at the ages. So we can we can claim whatever we choose to, and that's Deanna. Like you're you're saying, it's manifesting that, or you know, embracing that, because it will come to pass when you are focused on that. So we can accept negative or positive, we get, we get to choose that every single day. We get to
0: choose so powerful. So I just want to recap three things that you said so that the listeners can take away from your, your beautiful, beautiful story. Um, The first thing that you said that I think is super powerful is um, really to embrace the journey. It's the rainbow. It's the little steps along the way that will get you to the pot of gold. And sometimes we don't stop in really celebrate those small things on that on that journey to the pot of gold which i think is so important because you wouldn't get to the pot of gold if you didn't have those small things that you did over time i loved what you shared about your lipstick moment on the mirror on how you would look at that every day and ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now, is it taking me closer to that goal? Or is it moving me away from that goal? And we can choose to, to do that at, at any given moment is to ask ourselves, okay, this is my goal, but what am I doing today that is moving the needle towards that goal? Or am I doing things that is take, that are taking me backwards? That, that's so powerful. But the third thing that I think is a, an amazing takeaway is choose to be that woman, that woman who chooses to take the hand of another woman and help her rise to her greatness, help her rise to her greatness. And I'm so grateful for you, Linda, in so many ways. You're such a beautiful, beautiful soul, just inside and out. And you have so much that you have added to my life and so much value that you have added to so many other lives. And I know that this is not the end of your journey. There's so much more for Linda Loveless. And I'm excited to see what happens with you. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. And I appreciate you so much. Such an amazing, amazing story. So you guys, those of you who are listening, Yes, take away the, the magic that Linda shared with us through her journey. I know we all have our own individual journeys, you guys, but you know we're all similar in a lot of ways as well. So I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you and I hope you can see yourself in Linda's story. Take away those three things that we shared. Those are your takeaways. Take those into your week and have an amazing, amazing week and we will see you again next Tuesday. God bless everyone. I'm honored to have you as part of the Limitless community. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. Number one, share it with your family and friends. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Deanna Heron. I always love hearing from you. If you would love more about what's happening in the Deanna Heron world, you can go to deannaheron.net, subscribe to my email list, or even be a part of my private Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.